my favorite part of that game was? The end? Literally the end, because it ended right on time for you to change the channel and watch Canada win gold. It was eerily perfect. Let's go! Give me what I want! Kick down the door! Drew, you are not doing this! What? Not nice! There's a giant head! You hear yourself! I made like 2,000 of these. I'd like to have fun. With you, wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Seriously, Canada won the gold medal within like 20 seconds of me changing the channel. Leafs! Oh, do they very, wow, wow, extraordinarily not win. Oh, did, whoa, whoa, whoa. They didn't win. Uh, what was it, 5-1? 5-1 at the hands of the Seattle Kraken. And Kraken fans, oh, I see you. And if I were you, I would lap this up. And let me answer this question right away. Are they relevant? And the answer to that is, yeah, the Seattle Kraken are relevant now? They weren't before. I, I said they weren't relevant when they weren't relevant, which was last year when they were new but also bad and also boring. There's a bunch of bad teams in the league, but you know you're gonna have a fun time watching them. There's even some of those schadenfreude watches out there, those hate watches, those teams that you love to watch lose. I couldn't even hate watch the Kraken last year. Hate them for what? Existing? Oh, you with your cool jerseys and a lifetime supply of second and third line players. And ECHL goaltending. Ooh. Relevant now. Now they have cool jerseys and they're good. So to answer your question, yes. And who on the Kraken scored tonight? Oh, that reminds me of something I'm supposed to do. Think you know which way it's gonna go? Make your bet at Sports Interaction. And can I recommend something specific? Under Dangles Doozies, you can bet on something called Former Friends, where Guys who used to be Leafs, even if they never played for them, if they score against the Leafs, you can bet on that. There's something called Dangles Doozies on Sports Interaction where you can bet on things like former friends, former Leafs, even if they didn't play for the Leafs, scoring against them. Or you could bet on that not to happen. But then there's this guy by the name of Some Dumb Idiot, picked McCann to score thanks to Dangles Doozies. Thanks for the win, Steve. Oh, don't thank me. Thank the Leafs' extraordinarily long track record of allowing this to happen! Anyway, wanna bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn, and they got an app now. You can find that on the App Store. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, because I make a video after every single Leafs game, I have this thing that I do where it's, um, talk about the game! And sometime when your team has an unforgivable stinker of a game, you'll hear someone say, oh, you know what, just burn the tapes. Which is a term I hate for a number of reasons. One, we don't use tapes anymore! This is not Jesse Pollock's flaming tape that he uses on literally everything. Absolutely everything. There's a bunch of younger viewers like, you're gonna burn your entire computer?! It's not even the VHS tapes, it's the giant beta tapes, which I'm gonna hazard a guess that a, a, an alarming amount of this audience has never even seen one in real life. But when the Leafs have those burn the tapes games, I go, you know what? Let's not, let's go through it all bit by bit. Examine every goal, every mistake, every deflection, every missed opportunity, missed assignment. And according to my Twitter feed, Morgan Riley's every time he existed. But after this game, this, huh, Game, I got a number of requests like this. Canada won. Can we just ignore the Leafs' loss tonight? Mm, yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah. No, I don't mean ignore, ignore. You, you, please don't click off the video. We're still going to talk about it. But we're not going to break down each and every goal. This just stunk. I don't want a harsher vibe from Canada winning gold. And I don't want a harsher vibe that the guy who scored the game winning goal for Canada, the gold medal winning goal for Canada, 
is a guy who was picked by the Arizona Coyotes with the draft pick that the Coyotes got from the Vancouver Canucks in exchange for Oliver Ekman Larson. Oh, mama! See, see, you're enjoying another team's misery. It's making you feel better about your team or at least forgetting about them. We're healing together. We don't need to go through the minutiae. I, I think it's pretty simple. The Leafs are doing what they've done a number of times recently. They're greatly out shooting the Kraken to start the game. It's like 10-1 or something in shots and I'm watching and I have a different feeling than I had about a month ago. About a month ago, I would have been like, man, the Leafs are kicking their butts. But over the last, just before Christmas break and then it sort of went away and then Christmas break went away and it came back. I've had the ominous feeling of, oh, they're gonna get scored on first. And then they did! And then the Leafs got a four minute power play and they scored on it. It was John Tavares, the captain, a guy up front who everyone's been complaining about. Oh, he's not scoring enough. He's not doing enough. And then he does something and the Leafs allow a goal 14 seconds later and another and another intermission and then another. I don't know how high you had the volume on in the third period, but the Leafs were getting consistently booed in their own building. They're still a top five team in the league. That was Matt Murray's first regulation loss on home ice. I could not believe that stat when they posted it. He's only played at home five times somehow. Oh right, he was injured for a month. Still, even still. But now we find ourselves in this amazing chicken and egg situation. Did Morgan Riley coming back throw everything off? Is he not back to 100%? Is Sandy not back to 100% because he keeps going down the tunnel? Is, are, are they just going back to their old bad habits? Or is the goaltending like Cinderella if there were two of her turning into a pumpkin? And I'm here to give you the reassurance, everybody, everybody, calm down. It can easily be both. Listen, you're gonna make mistakes. Pucks are gonna get by you, attackers are gonna get by you, there's gonna be odd man rushes and everything, and it's up to your goalie to give you a save. What the Leafs did a great job of in the first half of the season, and we are right at the halfway mark of the season, what the Leafs did a great job of in the first half of the season was limiting those dangerous chances, limiting dangerous shots against, and the shots that do go on aren't so dangerous and the goalies can handle it. And when those chances do come, the goalies were giving them saves. Murray, Samsonov, there were rebounds, but the defense was clearing them. It was great. And now, what is it? The defense has gotten worse, which is making the goalie's job harder to do? Or are we noticing every single mistake the defense makes because the goaltending cannot stop a beach ball in a summer's breeze? Like before the game, they showed both the goalie stats and they have Murray's stats up there and it says he's a 920 on the season. He ain't a 920 anymore, but he was a 920 heading into this game. Two weeks ago, maybe, Ilya Samsonov had the best save percentage in the National Hockey League, in the entire league. And now I'm getting tweets like this. When do we worry about the goaltending? And I find that hilarious because one of the things I was gonna say in this video is, we're about a week's worth of these performances away from saying, when do we worry about the goaltending? Nope, never mind. It's already here. What I was going to say is a week's worth of these games, just another week's worth of these games. When do we have the conversation? All right. Do the Leafs need a goalie at the deadline? I don't think we're there yet. I don't think we're there yet. We're not. That's why I said another week, but perhaps two, perhaps even more than that, because geez, Look at where the team is in the standings. Does that count for nothing? 
two bad weeks and it just erases all of that goodwill? Well, here's the thing with that. So many people wrote off the early season as, ah, it's the early season when the Leafs weren't doing very well. Ah, it's early. Don't worry about it. It's early. And then they got better and they got better and they continued to get better. And that's what you want. L listen, it's an 82 game season and all throughout the season from game one to game 82. If you win, it's worth two points. If you lose, it's worth nothing. That's it. They're equal in the standings. But up here in your head and in your heart, the further down the line you go in the season, each win gives you a little bit more confidence, a little bit more reassurance that this team is ready. Man, about a month ago, with everybody out of the lineup on the back end and the Leafs still just trucking teams, trucking teams. There wasn't a thing I couldn't picture this team doing. And now I'm looking and I'm like, okay, can they win with this forward group? And I look at it and I'm like, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, make like one addition, that's fine. If, Lots of teams make one addition. Colorado got Arturi Lekkinen last year. Yeah, yeah. And maybe Matthew Nyes goes in the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see this forward group winning. What about this decor? A uh, question here in the back. Yes, you. Uh, is Connor Timmins on this decor? Well, that depends. Do you want it to be good or bad? A uh, question in the back. Yes, you in the back. Uh, is Connor Timmins on this decor? Why do you ask that? Well, it just seems a lot of people are complaining about the power play and the five forward setup and Connor Timmins was on the second unit and every puck went in when he was out there. Like, dude, this isn't even an anti-Justin Hall thing. I, I don't care who the Leafs take out on Saturday in place of Connor Timmins. Connor Timmins should play Saturday. They just had their back-to-back -back worst defensive performances of the season. Someone has to come out. Yeah, definitely someone has to come out. Put Connor Timmins in, take someone out. Who? Don't care. Get him out. Dude, look at this. You want to see the saddest thing? These two lovely young chaps from England visited and I, I saw them in real sports. It was my first time in real sports in like 11 months. What are the odds I would see these guys? They came to town as Leaf fans and they saw both these games and that's it. They fly out tomorrow. They flew across the Atlantic, watched the Leafs allow 10 goals and flew home. And did they get to watch Connor Timmins once? No. They were robbed. Robbed of that. So could I see this decor? doing some things. Uh, um, well, consider this. This is basically the first time all season the whole decor has been together and we're assuming Jake Munson isn't coming back. Um, not really. It's possible. It's possible. Sandini and Lilligren have taken a step back. They have. Uh, I don't... Pff, Riley has not been good since coming back. I'll just say it. Maybe Brody's better on the left than he is on the right. Maybe we should say that. Giordano Hall doesn't appear to have the same magic, but we've seen magic out of all three of those pairs. It could work. Yeah, I could believe it. Then there's the goaltending. Neither of those guys has been the starter, the bona fide number one, for longer than a stretch of Two weeks? Sammy took over there for a while. Like, Eric Shelgren has more experience as the Leafs starter this season than Matt Murray. And if you've seen how good Joseph Wool is playing in the in the minors, in the AHL with the Marlies, Shelgren might be the fourth goalie at this point. And let me tell you something. 
if this keeps up, if this goaltending keeps up and people are nervous because Simsonov coming off a real bad year, Murray coming off a real bad year, if this keeps up before the trade deadline, we're going to see Joseph Wall play games and not because guys are hurt. We're going to see Joseph Wall play games because the Leafs are going to be evaluating their goaltending because they're going to make a decision as to whether or not they need to go out and get a goaltender. And I'm saying all of this and the sky is falling or is it? No, it's not. They've had a few bad games. It's trending in the wrong direction. We don't like that. But you get a big win against Detroit on on Hockey Night in Canada, on Watch Hockey Night in Canada with Steve Dangle presented by Coca-Cola. It, on, on, with that, that, that could get our spirits up. And then they dig it into the next game, and the next game, and the next game, and we wonder why we ever worried. But I have brought this up a number of times in therapy, in literal therapy, we talk about irrational fears. If you've ever been to therapy, you've probably been told about irrational fears. Oh, am I in trouble? Does anyone like me? I keep feeling like everyone's mad at me. Why would everyone be mad at you? You haven't left the house in three days! What messes me up in the brain is there are no irrational fears when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You think of any way your team could lose humiliatingly, the Leafs have done it. Like, think of them all. We, we don't have to rattle them all off. You, the book would look like War and Peace. It would look like the art of war. I would write it, but I fear my hands would fall off. I would have carpal tunnel of the entire body. So here's a hot take. It's not weird for Leaf fans to be jumpy. And yeah, we have a hard time handling these stretches because we had hope, man. We had hope. And every time they go on a few losses, on a, on a little losing streak, we're not upset at the streak. We're upset at the lifetime of hockey-related drama! You think I'm freaking out and yelling into a camera and literally sweating profusely right now because the Leafs lost 5-1 on a Tuesday to Seattle? It's because of my whole life's worth of watching this team before that. Questions. Actually, before we get to questions, shout out Mitch Marner for making the Atlantic Division all-star team he definitely deserves it and if you're like hey why are there more leafs on there relax they just took one player from every team in the atlantic division i assume william nylander's gonna get on there he deserves to get on there is matthews even gonna go he probably should based on his star power but like i i are there enough slots like it doesn't make sense for William Nylander not to go. He's so good. And Matthews goes every year. He can still go. He can like be a coach. Is that against the rules? It shouldn't be. Like he can just go. It's Nashville. You don't have to twist his arm. He'll go. Start, bench, cut. Loaded nachos, burritos, tacos. All right, this was a bit of a tricky one for me because loaded nachos, burritos, and tacos are all viable meals, but only, I, I would say, Nachos and arguably tacos are a snack. So if we're talking snack, I can't put burrito at start. But if we're just talking my favorite, and I'm assuming I'm on an empty stomach, so we're going with meal, burrito's gotta be number one. Easily burrito. What other kind of food can run down the side of your hand and like drip off of your forearm and you're not even mad at it? And there's nothing like, hey, what do you want? What do I want? Thank you for asking. You know what I want? Something delicious. And this all looks delicious. The variety, the, oh, oh, it's like a blessing. Every time the burrito, number one, start. This was a tough one. I'm gonna bench tacos. And, and, and I don't take this lightly 
at all. Again, we're talking about viable meal options. I, I feel like tacos are right in the middle of meal and snack. On, on, on some menus, it's, it's under entrees and, and, and it's under starters. And, and I'm like, how about I just order two starters worth and then I have a meal's worth. And it, anyway, it's delicious. A shrimp taco. Oh. Which leaves loaded nachos as cuts. And if you had been more clear, if this was about snack food, loaded nachos would be number one. That'd be start. I love nachos. I notoriously once ordered nachos, movie theater nachos to my house because I was sad the Leafs were losing and I'm gonna let you in on a little secret, baked. I'm sorry, ordering movie theater nachos to your house is not the decision of an unbaked person. I'm pretty sure it was the Penguins game that was the second last game before Babcock was fired. That or the Vegas game, which was the last game. I think it was the Penguins one though. I was very sad. So yeah, controversial, but the, I mean, the correct answer is, can I have all of them? So that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. See, not all meals are the same. Like dinner is different from lunch. If it's lunch, I might go taco. Ah!